0: The American Shoreline Podcast Network's coverage of the 2019 ASBPA National Conference in Myrtle Beach is brought to you by CDM Smith, collaborating with national agencies and local partners for sustainable coastal environments and resilient coastal communities. Thank you to CDM Smith for your support.
1: And we are back at the American Shore and Beach Preservation Association meeting, day three. It's the wrap-up day, y'all and it's been a really really great conference this is peter Rebell. I'm the co-host of the american shoreline podcast and this is tyler buckingham the other co-host well we are as we did last we've made kind of a habit of this at the end of the conference as people are packing it up and having the final sessions we like to bring people together to ask about the experience have three great people young professionals in the coastal uh... in the coastal profession young professionals with uh... and let me introduce them Eva Eisman uh, at ERDIC, the Engineering Research and Design... Development Center. Development Center, which is the smartest people in the Corps of Engineers. Thank (laughs) you. No offense to the folks in Vicksburg, (laughs) but it's true. And uh, Taylor Zimmerman and uh, Dana Rose Brown, two uh, professionals from the Stevens Institute of Technology up in New Jersey. Welcome to the American Shoreline Podcast. Grad students. Are you guys both in grad school?
2: Master students. Master
1: students. That's awesome. And, And just a quick little
0: note. Uh, Taylor was on the on our wrap-up pod last year from the conference, so this is gonna be really cool. We get to learn about what you've been doing over the past year. And she won the
1: award last year, and That's I can't right. remember what it was. You got the award for best young professional? Uh, the Beth-
2: Nicholas Kraus Scholar Award. Oh
1: yeah, Nick yeah. Krauss Award, which is a cool award, actually. I really <laughs>
3: like that
0: award. <laughs> it is a good award. Well Peter, where should we begin? Who wants to go first?
1: Well I think what I'd like to know and uh, maybe start with you, Eva, uh, Eva Eve is tell us what your how was the conference for you? What was the highlights? What are the best presentations you saw? Give us your overview of the event.
3: So the conference has been really great. Um, The Students and New Professionals organization has hosted a couple awesome events, um, starting with the fact that we have a table for the first time, actually, where we were able to display our sign-up sheet to get more engagement from the crowd, um, as well as give people pamphlets and encourage them to come to some of our events. Um, One of which was the the student poster competition, which happened yesterday right during the um, mixer after all of the presentations were over. And so we had, I think it was more than 20 student posters that participated and then everybody was eligible to come pick up a ballot and vote for their favorite one. And then we presented the award for the best student poster at the luncheon today, which was really cool. Nice. And so that was awesome. We had more engagement than last year with that. Every poster um, got at least a couple votes, which was really cool to see because, you know, they were all very good quality student posters.
0: Yeah, I got to say, I've said this before, uh, one of my favorite parts of the conference every year is the posters, the poster session. Uh, it's, It's after the first day of the conference, and, you know, as, as, as everyone knows who's ever been to one of these conferences, you show up, you kind of you check in, you start, there's this you know, long plenary sessions, uh, and then uh, we have this great reception, we get to have a glass of wine and peruse these, this really great research and uh, just work that, that young professionals and students, I mean what's cool about this year is that it was extended beyond students. Now, did you have a hand in that?
3: You mean the extension to new professionals Yes, or yes. Just other yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It seemed like it was a, a broader uh, that we had quite a few, you know, pros as well as students participating. I thought that was cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, we always open up the poster session to anybody. Okay, who wants so that's to that's been like that. But um, Tiffany Roberts Briggs, who was the co-chair of students and new professionals in the past, who is a professor um, with Flor- South Florida FAU. FAU. I'm sorry. Um, she made an effort to m- mix the student posters with the professional posters and so now there was yeah. no... That was great. They were all every other one and so that was a really cool opportunity for them to mingle. That
1: was so cool. Taylor, what about you? Tell us your... Uh, what, what did you think of the conference this year? What, what was the panels that you really liked? What's your impression?
2: I thought it was great. Um, it was my first year or first time presenting at a conference so that was a new experience. And uh, I got good feedback and good encouragement from everyone else at Stevens and the rest of the group.
0: That's great. And uh, tell us what you presented on this year.
2: So I presented on a project that was done in the Hudson River, um, analyzing the wave climate in a marina that was getting inundated by wakes.
0: Really? So this is like large uh, barges or what are we talking about?
2: This is mostly vessel traffic in the Hudson, uh, specifically ferries.
0: Uh-huh. And so, it, describe what happens here. So, these these ships come by, these ferries pass by, and they're producing wake turbulence that's coming through the uh, marina. Right. And what is this causing, uh, what is that doing to the marina? What is? What are the impacts?
2: So, some of the docks were being damaged and also sunk. Um, really? Yeah. So, it was a pretty high amount of wave energy, so I was analyzing a barge that was placed in front of the marina to try to attenuate some waves really yeah that's
1: that's very good and our third guest today uh, Dana Rose Brown Dana Rose Brown also with Stevens Institute of Technology uh, tell us your impressions from the event
4: uh, so this is my first time at any conference so I thought it was a really great experience. Uh, I kind of just got to observe everything. I didn't have any presentations, posters, <laughs> anything to really worry about. So it was a good opportunity to just enjoy seeing everyone else's work.
0: Well, uh, Dana Rose, tell us about uh, what you're studying at Stevens and you know what what interests you about shorelines and, and coastal systems.
4: Uh, so I just started Stevens about two months ago. So I'm working on coming up with what I'm going to do for my master's thesis still. Uh, I work along with Taylor in uh, John Miller's coastal engineering lab there, and we do a lot of field work along the New Jersey coast, um, dealing with different... uh, (laughs) Well, each I'd like to. <laughs> <each time>. Yeah, <laughs> let me
1: ask a quick question. I mean, if we're sitting here with the, and there's, the, this is the ASBPA uh, Young Professionals Association. That's not the, quite the right name. Help me out.
3: So, students and new professionals.
1: Students Committee. and news professionals <laughs> yeah. association. We really need a podcast from the students and new professional association. We've been talking about this for about a year, but we really do uh want to talk about that uh, somewhere down the line, but yeah, I, you know, we're sitting here with three women who are involved in STEM research and engineering. You're at ERDIC. You guys are at Stevens, which is a well-renowned uh, coastal engineering organization institute. Um, is that important to you guys? Are you aware of it? Talk to us a little bit about how women are fitting into the coastal profession and into engineering and technical sciences these days.
3: I mean, I feel like we're, we're entering the field in a really lucky time because, personally, I, I feel like I have come in on an equal plane for the most part. Like um, The branch that I'm a part of, the branch chief is a woman. Many of the higher-level higher scientists, for example, Jane Smith is a senior executive scientist who was our keynote speaker for this conference, and she's with Erdic. Um, and she's just, like, a great person to look up to. Totally. Um, and so I feel like it's, it's a really great mix, and there's a really collaborative environment, and I, I just feel very lucky to, to be entering science at this time when I don't have to necessarily feel like I have to go above and beyond to prove myself, you know? So I, I, feel, I feel really happy about that situation, yeah, it's great.
0: Taylor, I would extend that same question to you and Dana Rose. Uh, You guys are uh, women in STEM in grad school. You're getting ready soon. You've got, you're finishing up. This is your, uh, your last year, right? So you're going to be finishing it up here, uh, soon. And then off, I either, I guess off for a PhD or then, uh, you know, into the professional universe. How do you feel about it, uh, going forward?
2: Um, I'm excited to, to start as a professional, um, yeah, I think it'll be great. I have I had some experience. I had an internship with the Army Corps, so I was able to see government. I had an internship with Mott McDonald, so I was able to see a, a private company. Um, and I, I'm at Stevens now, so I'm in an academic setting. So I'm glad that I got to experience uh, different types of work. Moving forward, I'll know,
4: um, I guess, where I want to yeah. be.
0: That's great. Let's extend that same question to you.
4: Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to mostly my experience at Stevens now. I yeah. don't really know what the future will hold after that. Yeah, we don't
0: yeah. need to put the cart before the horse, you know? <laughs>
4: no. I mean, it was great being here, too. I think it was awesome to see how many women there actually are in, like, coastal professions and yeah. science nowadays. Um, and at Stevens, like, our group is mostly comprised of women, so that's really awesome to see. And, yeah, I'm just excited for what's to come.
0: That's great. Well, uh, let's let's circle back, and uh, here we are. We're going to be leaving this conference, and I would like for each of you to share with our audience the one thing that you think we'll, you'll be taking away. You know, something that you learned new this time that you're going to be taking away with you, uh, that's going to stick in your mind and and maybe influence your career, your study, uh, that you learned here at this conference.
3: Oh, sure, that's a really big question, but it is a big question. Uh, so. The, the session yesterday that I moderated was a topic that I typically don 't think about usually, which was um, modeling and artificial intelligence and um, if you ask a lot of coastal scientists and engineers they 'll say that that 's pretty much the future that 's kind of where we 're hearing a go. lot of that this year yeah and so you know my background's geomorphology, so kind of more field based qualitative but i 'm hoping to hopefully include some um, artificial intelligence methods in the future for maybe coastal feature detection from LiDAR data that we work with. So picking out dune ridges and things like that. And you can use AI and that sort of technology.
0: Yeah, that's definitely cutting edge. Taylor, what do you think?
3: I think my biggest takeaway from the
2: conference is networking and talking to a lot of different professionals from different fields. Um, uh-huh. So I think it's it's really great to see how many different projects are in the coastal fields and how many different backgrounds uh, can help in in making these projects really great?
0: It's fantastic, Dana Rose. Uh, what, what's your takeaway? So you you're luck. You didn't have any. Uh, uh, you did where you, you weren't moderating a panel. You just kind of got to suck it in. So, uh, what are you? What did you take away? What first conference ever?
4: Uh, for me, a big goal was kind of just. Absorb everything, kind of get an idea of what is feasible for a thesis, uh, see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really good here to see so many different projects happening. I think it also kind of exposed me to so many different things that are happening that I wouldn't necessarily do for a thesis, but that I'd like to get my toes. Give me an example of
0: something that surprised you.
4: Surprised me? Um, I'm putting
0: you on the spot. (laughs) I want to know. I... A project or a poster or a, a job opportunity that maybe you didn't know about or something like that?
4: Um, hmm, that's a tough one.
0: <laughs> don't worry about it. We don't, I think we... I was
4: surprised by it. Well, for me, there were a lot of things that I didn't originally think that I'd really be interested in doing. Uh-huh. And I think, like, I saw, like, people doing modeling and uh, even stuff with uh, Living Shorelines, which we do a little bit of work on at Stevens, but I, like, really like being on, like, the open ocean coast working more but I think there were some really interesting projects in that and I think for me it like surprised me that I think that those things would actually be interesting to me in the future to work on.
1: Well and uh, so what what's going on Taylor in your future career plans now you're, you're wrapping up your master's degree um, when you're looking at down the road what do you think you may where do you think you might go?
2: I would like to stick with maybe what I'm doing now, so um, I've been doing a lot of beach topography monitoring using drones, and I think I really enjoy those projects, and I think that's really cool, so I'd like to stay involved. Something along those lines, drones, beach topography.
1: Private sector, public sector, preference?
2: I'm not sure yet. Whatever projects sound cool, I think I would like it.
1: And Eve, I want to ask, if you wouldn't mind, and for the benefit of a lot of people who don't really know a lot about Erdic, but it's a very important institute as part of the Corps of Engineers Research Institute that provides lots of services to communities around the country. Tell deep. us about Erdic and, and give us an overview, and if you don't mind, fill in some details about what you get to work on every day.
3: Well, sure, so I'll, I'll try to give a really brief overview of what Erdic is, Erdic is a very wide, uh, it covers a ton of topics. We have a number of different labs, including structural labs, cold research labs. Um, the Coastal and Hydraulics Lab is one of the bigger ones, but there's information technology. So there's this whole breadth of research that happens, a lot of which I don't know about. But the main idea is that ERDC is there to do this cutting-edge research to support the Army Corps of Engineers, which includes our civil stuff as well as the military stuff, which I don't personally work on a lot, and most folks here are civil. Um, but in the Coastal and Hydraulics Lab specifically, that was initially um, established after this huge flood that happened on the Mississippi River many, many years ago. And they made the Waterways Experiment Station, which is, was the old school name for Erdic. Um, to try and like figure out, oh my gosh, what happened here? Like we need to prevent this in the future and things like that. Uh,
1: was that the 1927 flood?
3: I think you're probably yeah. right. I'm pretty terrible with dates. Yeah, I think people. that's the
1: big Mississippi River <laughs> flood yes. of 1927. Yeah, so we There's were like, what song, we do we do? Great songs about that, by the way. Oh
3: really? Yeah. yeah probably blues. I'm assuming.
1: <laughs> yeah, like St. <Saint> Louis blues <laughs> or. President Cooper
3: came
1: down. Peter, on the railroad train, that song let me let me hand the mic back to you. So. <laughs> I don't want to say, but because uh, I'm terrible with names of things, but there is a there is a very famous song about this particular flood, and, and Coolidge coming down to New Orleans to mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> bring right.
1: federal help to yeah. anyway. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> Lots get off of track, down there. the engineering experiment, the Waterways Experiment Station, yeah. the Coastal Hydraulics mm-hmm. and the, uh, Coastal and Hydraulics Lab. Right. Um, what is your what is what do you get to do?
3: So s- most of those labs are in Vicksburg, Mississippi. But personally, I sit with uh, two other ERDIC members down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast at the Joint LIDAR Center, which they call Techs, Joint Airborne LIDAR Bathymetry Technical Center of Expertise. It's an awesome acronym. Um, And so we execute the National Coastal Mapping Program. And so every year, we're covering thousands of miles of coast with topographic bathymetric LIDAR. And my job is primarily to take this huge amount of sometimes underutilized data, terabytes and terabytes and terabytes, and see what we can do with it, what kind of products can we produce that's useful to Army Corps districts and to the public, all of it's publicly available as well. Well tell
1: us about this. I mean, LiDAR as an elevation technology, this is laser, altimetry, Mm -hmm. fly a plane, it's used for dune topography and all kinds of upland applications. More recently as a bathymetric measuring tool, I'm I'm not familiar with the state of the art. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the degree of accuracy of lidar in bathymetry. Can you talk about that?
3: It's something that they're experimenting with every year, and um, what I mean, the technology is, you know, it's just zooming. It's it's really been improving over the past decade. I mean, it's it's somewhat old. It's been around for a couple decades now. Um, but currently, they are beginning to use it in navigation charting, huh. which means that it is wow. accurate and precise enough to sense. I think that they have some minimum, like it's like a, a one by one cube that they throw down there in the, on the right. seafloor, and if they so can a, detect that. A
1: ground truthing.
3: Yeah, and it's like uh, the minimum obstacle size for navigation. I don't know a whole lot about navigation okay. charting, but it's one of like that, you know, you can't map the coastal zone, real shallow water, with single beam, multi beam, because. Your little boats can't get in there, and so right. it's also the most dynamic area of the coast, which we know. So we need this this accurate mapping method, and and the bathymetric lidar does a really great job. We does
1: make, it now. So we, um, dumb yeah. question. Okay. Um, turbid water, Gulf of Mexico, Galveston. You know, it's a little muddy. Yeah. I mean, lidar is obviously it, it, is it functional? Mm-hmm. It's not a yeah. visual. Right. I mean, you can go through. I mean, tell us about it. Because this, right. is, this is stuff that I don't know. I'm like, does that stuff really work when the turbidity is high? It What's does
3: it? still work. It, it is limited. Like, you know, so if we go survey in Hawaii, we can get up to pl- 40 plus meters of depth, which is astounding. Yeah. Um, in turbid waters, it, limit, it limits it a bit. But we still are able to reach pretty consistently three secchi depths which basically means, for those of you who aren't familiar with Secchi depth, it's, it's bit three times the depth that you can see visually Got it. with and your eyes. And a Secchi eyes. disc
1: is, uh, yeah, it, it yeah. is an instrument, not much of an instrument, but it's a, it's a, a black and white circle. circle that is lowered into the water. And when you can't see it anymore,
3: right. it tells you how, how yeah. turbid
1: the water is. And, and so you can go three Secchi dips, depths deep. <laughs> that's is that
3: correct. It? <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: All right. I'm pretty well, that's sure good that's to it. know. My knowledge was, of the technology
3: is not, is not as, as good as some people who design the instruments and who really work with the raw data and stuff like that, because I, I do more applications. But okay. you know, I know a little bit.
0: That's very interesting. I, I thank you for that little rundown on Urdic. Cool. On and uh, the SecchiDepth, I've seen the little, I've seen the disk, I've actually run this experiment when I was a kid. Uh, in California, we do this amazingly... Uh, uh, m- like inspirational outdoor thing. I think every uh, sixth grader in California gets to go out, at least in Southern California, goes to Catalina and does outdoor school there for like a few days. And uh, one of the things you do is you do a little marine biology and I'm not going to say it's like coastal engineering, but you go out there and you do that and you, you drop the thing and you determine how. And so now I know it's been a while since I've, I've talked about that. Well, guys, uh, let's see. Let's do some final thoughts. I think we should do final thoughts from each of you. Um, this, this is just a section where we talk about whatever is really on our minds, but specifically coming off the ends of this conference, we're heading back, we're heading home. Uh, what is on your mind as you head back? Uh, we've, talked, we've covered a lot already, but uh, maybe just a final, a final thing. Uh, Taylor, we'll start with you. <clears throat> Putting you on the spot again.
2: So... I guess once I get back, I'll be focusing on my thesis and finishing up classes. So uh, that'll be the last final stretch of my, my masters once I'm back.
1: Well, good luck with the studies, and good luck with wrapping up your master's degree. Thank you. Uh, Taylor Zimmerman, I don't know if we've said this, but was the Nick Krauss award winner last year here at uh, the ASBPA conference. And uh, Dr. Nick Krauss uh, really, really highly regarded, obviously, coastal scientist, uh, physicist by training, I think Nick was, uh, but really highly regarded, and uh, what a cool thing to get, and uh, good luck in your studies. Uh, uh, Donna Rose, what about you? Um, what are you thinking about as you head back back up to uh, the Stevens Institute of Technology up there in uh, New Jersey?
4: Uh, I think for me, there was like a lot of inspiration here for what I want to work on for my thesis, and I'm hoping that just kind of keep that momentum going, and hopefully come up with a project soon and get started on that. And that's the main goal for <laughs> next year and a half. Good. When you and figure
1: half. it out, give us a call, and we'll do a show about it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> you can, we, can, we can follow along. Don't you think that would be good? Don't you think we need a Young Professionals podcast?
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Really? Yeah. I think you guys can we help us find about. somebody to put that show together because we really do want to cover it. As you guys enter the profession, um, it would be great to have a show once a month from you guys. Oh,
3: yeah.
1: So, I mean, we're in the market.
3: Yeah, just reach out to us. Anybody who's interested, the Students and New Professionals Committee, <laughs> our contact info is on the ASBPA okay, website. Okay,
1: great. Yeah, how do they get in touch with you, at the Student and Young Professionals?
3: Um, our contact
2: info is on the ASB, ASBPA website, so you can go to the Students and New Professionals Committee tab, and then all our information is, is located there.
1: So you're listed there, Taylor, and Eve, you're listed there. Great. Are you, as well, part of the committee? Um, Dan? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> So, if you're interested in, in being part of the development of this, asbpa.org slash students and young professionals, find these folks, um, Eve Eisman and Taylor Zimmerman, and let's, let's talk about that, uh, about doing that. And, and, Eve, final thoughts from you on, on the conference.
3: I think this conference has been one of, the, one of the best so far for students and new professionals. We, we've had quite a few events, as I was mentioning, also a, a mixer evening where the seasoned professionals have an environment where they can talk with the students and the new professionals, a kind of comfortable environment. Right. Um, and as we move forward, I think we're just aiming to increase our participation. You know, Taylor's leading an effort to try and establish more student chapters at universities and we have monthly calls where we where we plan you know and try to discuss things for students and new professionals to lead up so
1: ladies and gentlemen eve eisman from Urdik, taylor zimmerman and Do- dana rose brown from the stevens institute of technology part of the team of young professional students and young professionals at the asbpa conference this year thanks for joining us on the american shoreline podcast and uh, Keep up with us. Let us know what's going on in your organization and let's talk about putting a show together.
3: Thank you so much. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. The beach is said. So-